Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And it's sports day. I'm so energized. Yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> I've been outside running around. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> different kind of running around, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> running errands and stuff yesterday that were just like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these sports shows are very inspiring and yet make me feel really sluggish in comparison. You know, it's like, oh my God. You know, they're just so it I I'm in awe of everything they do and and achieve and it's like okay I'm I'm watching them in a movie from my couch or my bed and I'm still not gonna get up and just do it exactly yeah it's a nice thought (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so were there uh, some non-sports related things that you guys watched this week before we get the into only, the only, the only other thing I watched this week was the new season, uh, you know, the standalone season of genius, mm-hmm. uh, Aretha, the Aretha season oh, okay. produced by national geographic on Hulu, mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. I really liked it. I cool. didn't know any of Aretha Franklin's story. And so I thought this was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And cool. Cynthia Erivo plays Aretha. Mm-hmm. Now, I how like many parts is it in all of that? Um, I think it was eight. eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let me check the spreadsheet. But yeah, I think it was eight. Uh, and each one an hour. Yeah, 45 minutes. Yep, okay. eight of them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they clearly did not get the rights to all of the songs. They did not. Did you know there's another uh, movie coming out? Uh, Retha handpicked Jennifer Hudson to play her. So, like, there's one concurrent. Like, it's coming out very soon. So that one, I assume, got respect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This one did not. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and you know that song came out early on and so when we didn't hear that i'm like okay did they not get any rights except to some obscure songs and how is this gonna work and i'm not gonna like that but no they got <laughs> the rights to to some or the licensing right uh-huh. to some uh-huh. so, okay yeah. and i I spent like most of the week trying to work on finishing the um, finishing watching the films for the Spirit Awards, and so now I just have one more. So That's awesome! I watched a couple of them during the week, and also I finished that series that I was watching last week. Um, Jan, did I? Well, no, I think I had finished it by the time. I don't know by the time we were podcasting <laughs> last week or, or, or just after. Yeah. So finish that. Um, the pandemic and- really is the perfect time for Matthew McConaughey's line from true detective time is a flat circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I think we're more aware of it now, mm-hmm. but in the beginning of the pandemic and quarantine, then mm-hmm. it was more of a flat circle because we were just so disoriented. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But I think now we've got more of a handle on it. Yeah. Okay. But so then in relationship to our podcasting, it's like, all right, when did I finish that? And, and even, okay. So all of this that we watched this week, which was a shit ton compared to normal, as far as homework, then it's like, all right, did I, when did I do this? And, and I did finish the spirit award things. I had three left and I forgot that I finished those this week. And, and so see what I mean? It's like, did I do these before after last week? And if it weren't for our spreadsheet, I wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. So for me, it is still a flat circle. And yes, I know what date it is. Thanks to my watch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what day of the week, only because of my son's school. Um, but yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. What else did you want? You're good. That's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's only one more episode of season one of Resident Alien. I know. I'm so sad. But then, Me too. You know, it's like both happy and sad. It's like, no, I don't want it to end. But yeah. it's also been renewed for a season two, so we've got that to look forward to but but Mm -hmm. no it's only what yeah is this only 10 episodes or something is it 10 was it nine even that seven eight i feel like maybe it's nine episodes could be 10 but um when you feel sad i just need you to save the video of the karaoke scene and just go back and watch that and make make you feel happy like it was the perfect (laughs) karaoke scene this is a a series i will be re-watching this a few times probably before season two comes Agree. out. Yeah. Agree. It's adorable. Okay. And I guess that's it. Court? Um, I finally was able to watch Always, Sometimes, Rarely, Never. Um, and wow, it made my choice even harder than it was before. I rewatched um, Miss Juneteenth. Yeah, Just uh, I enjoyed it the first time around. But like Kelly said, uh, we're in that flat circle and I needed to refresh myself. Mm-hmm. Um. So I watched that again. Like that was really enjoyable. Um, and just like some of the regular things I've been watching. Um, like I have, I've missed, I haven't seen Clarice in like a couple of weeks, Kelly. I have to catch up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been watching a new Superman and Lois show. I'm enjoying that immensely. Um, it's going on at spring hiatus and it'll be back. Like their schedule is weird because they just came back in January. Like with all the CW shows. Um I'm very much enjoying the Falcon and Winter Soldier show they have on Disney Plus. Um, sports stuff that I watched that wasn't on the list. Uh, Friday Night Lights, I had to do it. It was Coach yeah. and Tammy and the whole team. Yes, yes. Um, and I did not watch the pilot again. I probably should have went back and watched the pilot because there are some things that are kind of foggy in my memory um, as to like setting things up. I feel like this was their first, he was, this was his first year coaching for that team. And it was his hard introduction to the Texas boosters and like, uh, like how intense the parents are. So um, I watched the, the penultimate episode of season one and the, and the finale, the season finale of season one. And it just reminded me of how much I love that show, how great the characters were and how much I love the relationship between um, like Tammy and coach Taylor. 
Like they they were amazing. Um, like the episode I watched didn't paint him in the most positive light because um, he 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 was getting this possible job offer at a college in Austin, and of course it was a distance from where they were in Dillon. And like he tells her, well, yeah, they told me I had to make a decision right then and there. And I know we were going to discuss this, but I took the job. He did not discuss it with her at all. He took the job and he's like, well, we're family. We're going. And she tells him, no, we're not going. Like, because their teenage daughter wants to finish college, not college, she wants to finish high school her last year. And um, like he had, he made this decision without her and he's putting his foot down and like, that's not the character I remember. I just remember him being so amazing and awesome. But I like that she told him, no, I'm not doing that. So I watched that. Um, and Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Lord, was it Lauren Graham is in it from uh, Gilmore Girls? And they brought mm-hmm. back like the original character who played Gordon Bombay, uh, Emilio Estevez, and a bunch of other mm-hmm. people. It's so cheesy, but it's cute. And it's exactly what you would expect it to be. So I mm-hmm. watched that too for Sports Week. So, yeah. Oh, good. Those sound like fun. I, I said a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I I have not finished the entire list for the Spirit Awards. Um, I've been very bad about it. So, but I'm going to try to before I vote. You've got time. I'm very yeah. close. Well, you have to before you vote. Yes, I know. If I know. I'm yeah. very very close. Yeah, for for voting yeah. integrity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And. Like, I have a hard time, like, when it comes to voting and things, um, like, not for elections and stuff, but, like, when it comes to these things, like, I like to, I like to support the underdog. So when we're looking at people and, like, the voting season, I'm like, okay, well, this person has won this, this, and this award already. So let me show this person some love. I'm, I mean, I it, kind of vote like that, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it probably doesn't matter in the scheme of things because it's based on overall votes. Right. But, yeah. But, Yeah. That, that person at least gets, you know, two votes. Right, <laughs> so. right. <laughs> and they'll never know. I mean, I'm sure they're not told how many votes they get, but. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll know I voted for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also off the, well, s- sports related, but not on the homework. I found another HBO documentary because, you know, that's what I do. Uh, Being Serena. <laughs> um, oh, cool. It was 2018. It was released. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just five 30 minute episodes. And it's around, um, you know, when the time she had her baby. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. It, it kind of reminded me of the, the documentary with um, Amy Schumer mm-hmm. and there were like, you know, about three. Yeah. Those were like three one hour episodes and that was about her pregnancy journey. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a similar, similar thing, but different um, careers. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That would be interesting to see. So what did it cover? Like the entire pregnancy and aftermath? Cause well, I know she had complications. She did have complications. So there, it started when she found out she was pregnant the, okay. the, um, and played the Australian open. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, in the next episode, she was 
you know, doing more preparations and then giving birth. And they went through the complications and everything that happened there. Um, and then the rest is her like kind of climbing back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the human body is so wild. Like she is so hers is amazing. in shape. <laughs> I know. I know. She is so in shape. I'm talking about with complications and childbirth. Yeah. Like she is so in such amazing shape and still like, Hey, this happened. Right. Because mm-hmm. she, she had had similar complications before with other surgeries. So yeah. she knew what was happening to her. She just needed to, okay. you know, just relate it to them. It's like, this is what's happening. I've been through this before check you know told them you know you need to do a ct and you know and we'll figure this out oh yeah well she hadn't been through childbirth before no but she'd been through she had recuperating um, after stuff blood clots yeah and that's what happened to her after childbirth and so she recognized what was happening to her okay yeah that's and and then there's that thing where a lot of doctors don't listen to uh black pain or don't yeah. they, they, they don't really realize the symptoms um i like that a lot of doctors are coming out and exposing like some of the things that they learned in medical school yeah. like some of my favorite tiktok doctor doctors like that's a strange thing to say like they have some really <laughs> cool videos where they'll talk about like some of the different um stigmas and like the j- just crazy things that they learn like how black people don't feel pain in the same way as others like, which is stupid and not true. Yeah. Though apparently men and women do feel pain differently. Really? Yes. The last I read from research, mm-hmm. not just anecdotal evidence, is that men are more sensitive to pain. Oh, oh, really? Yes. So when they complain about their cold or flu being so terrible, it really might be affecting them worse than it would affect us. I know. I know. That's so funny. You know, and their little headache may be worse for them than it would be for us. And it would wow. make sense if they do, if they are more sensitive to pain, yeah. you know, we women need to have a higher threshold for pain because yeah. it's assumed that our bodies would be giving birth one day. And mm-hmm. for so many women to have cramps every month, mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But you would think that mighty hunters and warriors would also need to be able to withstand pain when they get gorged or injured in battle. Mm -hmm. Just thinking evolutionarily, but see, then that could dispute the evolutionary um, necessity of hunting and fighting. Well, yeah, because giving birth and that is is you know that's a bodily function and you know it's an absolute necessity fighting and war and you know no or injuries are not (laughs) no right those are like lifestyle kind of choices or Mm -hmm. happen because of lifestyle choices yeah yeah like but the way i would describe it to a dude is like 
dudes get Charlie horses. Take that and times it a billion and you get that yes. every month. Yeah. You're like a whole bottom yeah. part of your body feels like it's going to fall off. Yeah. We You're welcome. Have to yeah. Smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're expected to do. Yeah. Smile yeah. and keep working. Every like fine. our society is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay, we'll get to the, to the homework. Uh, we'll go into the other uh, HBO stuff. So from, from being Serena, we'll go to real sports and it's just, you know, a collection of, they do three or four stories every month in the, um, it's a, you know, sports documentary. They, it's like 60 minutes of mm-hmm. sports. Monthly, and, yeah, instead mm-hmm. of weekly. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And <laughs> they, uh, it's something I started watching many years ago, you know, and I don't necessarily watch it every month, but when I do watch it, I really enjoy it <laughs> because mm-hmm. there's some really interesting stories and everything. And, you know, being a documentary person, yeah. I'll watch an interesting Mm -hmm. real life story any day. Mm -hmm. And then they just happen to be about sports people. And Mm -hmm. even though I don't follow sports, then, you know, it's still, it's still interesting because, Hey, Mm -hmm. these are people. (laughs) So, yeah. And so uh, this month, well, in the March episode, um, they talked about, uh, they had a profile on Jason Williams. He's a former NBA player, now runs a rehab facility that does like part of their rehab is do, like doing extreme sports, like parachuting and jet skiing and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and that's some of what they do because most of I guess the most of the people who come there are also like former professional sports people who are recovering. Mm. So, you know, and that, that helps them. Um, and also um, an Olympic athlete, Oksana masters. Uh, she was adopted from Ukraine uh, after being in an orphanage for the first eight years of her life. And, mm. You know, and also like suffering lots of abuse in the orphanage. And she had, she was in there because she had a deformity in her legs and her parents just, they dropped her off at the orphanage one day because they couldn't handle it. Mm. So. um, And what kind of athlete is she? uh, She does rowing. um, And so, and so when she um, was adopted in the u.s um by a single woman um and then i guess eventually her she had the her legs below the knees were amputated and so um uh she does rowing and you know and started what uh the you know the bike was like you've seen them (laughs) you know the Mm -hmm. the bikes that they with the handles uh Yeah. yeah Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and skiing and all of that. The, uh, sorry, not handles, but where you, 
yeah, where you pedal like pedal. with your hands. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, um, the adaptive skiing chairs. Oh, mm-hmm. that was, that's pretty cool. My too. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, another segment they did was on college amateur sports and, uh, they're, they're working on, um, I, I didn't watch this one that closely, <laughs> but, um, court did, did you, um, no, you were just talking about Oksana. I only, I only saw the first two. Okay. Like I didn't pay attention to the third one. Okay. I may have been sports out by then. Yeah. Cause it was, <laughs> um, they're, they're talking about some regulations that are being proposed for college athletes. Mm-hmm like on the, uh, them having the rights to like their image and likeness. And uh, because those are things that the, the colleges are, mm-hmm. are profiting from, like mm-hmm. they're like used in video games and, um, and just, you know, pr- in promotional ads. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did see this one. Is this one where the young lady was also talking about how she was upset because she does um, like charity work and she couldn't use her image um, like as a part of promoting that? Or I may have just seen it as a part of regular news um, because they were talking about what was going on with the NCAA and like that scandal where they had the gym equipment for the women's basketball team and the men's basketball team looked like they were at Gold's Gym. Like, did they not talk about the young lady who, no, I may be mixing up in my head. I'm sorry. No, but, but like they, they talked about that. They talked about that exactly what you, you were just saying, how mm-hmm. um, they want more rights to be able to use their own likeness because the colleges are making so much money off of them and they're not allowed to get any like funds. Mm-hmm. Not nec- They don't necessarily want to even do it for the funds itself. It's like they want to be able to have more rights over their own personhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes perfect sense. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the last one was an update on another another athlete who you who uses prosthetics. Um, he was a climber um, and suffered. Well, no. Yeah, he was a climber, but um, I guess he had his his accident where he he lost his legs um happened before that it yeah because he and a friend went hiking and got lost and they were out on the snowy mountain for a few days and Mm. you know frostbite and so he lost lost his legs um but he is also in addition to the rock climbing and everything he develops um prosthetics kind of bionic prosthetics Mm. and Mm -hmm. you know has a lab at MIT and all of that and so um the prosthetics kind of communicate with the um with the remaining muscle Mm, and so you know he's working with doctors to kind of to create a well a new way of doing the amputation that saves more of the muscle and nerve tissue so that they oh, can cool. communicate with the prosthetics. And it does so cool. feel like more like um, the limb is still there. Wow. Yeah. They have more control over it. It's pretty amazing. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I know Kelly, you watched a different episode of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of Real Story. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, part of it was about uh, high school and younger athletics going back during the pandemic right. uh, under the guise of private athletics clubs, even though they were usually using fields and equipment from high schools uh they you know called it clubs it was the only way to Mm -hmm. get around the uh the the rules of the laws yeah and uh talking about how outbreaks were indeed happening um so yeah Yeah. i forget the other stories on that one that's one that stuck with me. yeah i remember that one yeah um (laughs) They had the one about internet chess too and how it became like oh, they got yeah. really excited because um God was Queen's Gambit. Um so yeah. they talked about the popularity of Queen's Gambit and how like mm-hmm. chess in with COVID, people being at home, like the, the popularity of internet chess was uh coming out again. So I thought that was actually pretty cool for them mm-hmm. to um like have in the episode. But and, and you don't think of chess in sport. Go ahead. No. And well, and now that guy had that man had created this whole community around chess for years. Like mm-hmm. so, he had been uh, what an investment banker or something like that had done really, really well in his career. Mm-hmm. Sunk. He he implied like fifty million dollars into this chess again community or infrastructure infrastructure he had created and uh set up um helped create the online chess uh the ability not not he didn't make it possible but um he helped make it possible is what it sounded like and uh, so I loved seeing him. He's, he's this old guy and who just has a passion for, for chess. And he was from an orphanage. His life sort of mimicked or, or Queen's Gambit sort of mimicked his life is what he was uh, yeah. talking about. Yeah. So that was cool. Right. Um, and in the first episode of the season, um, they covered this controversy um, from Nike Um I guess uh, one of the coaches had been sexually harassing like some of the, like the lady um, athletes and they also, Oh no, no, no. The actual controversy was about um, this runner. She had gotten pregnant. Yes. This was what it was. She had gotten pregnant and um, like, they did not pay her at all. Like while she, while she was away on leave and um, like the guy who was in charge of everything, he told her that she would start getting her stipend, her money again. Like when she would get back, when she got back and started running again, when she started winning races and like a part of the story was like something had happened with her kid where the kid needed surgery. And like, he expected her to um, like leave immediately after the kid's surgery and um, like go to this race that she was supposed to be running. So like, that was one of the stories. Um, and they talked about how like women are stigmatized because of getting pregnant and their money is affected mm-hmm. um, in a way that it should not yeah. have been uh, within this Nike program. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, right, right. Unless like you're a big name. So they had that. Um, they talked about some of the COVID long haulers. 
um, mm. some of the athletes, um, yeah, who were deeply affected. Um, this one young lady, she'd gotten sick. Um, she went on, a, I guess, a camping trip with friends. She thought they were being incredibly safe, but apparently they weren't. We've heard that story before. Um, she got maybe a little sick for two weeks. She thought she was over it, but like, no, like months and months later, like it just got really bad for her. She ended up in the hospital. And as we know now, it affected her lungs. Um, and I think she said that after that two week period where she was sick, she felt really good. She thought she was back to normal. She went out to go on a run and she could barely, um, breathe, um, like within a couple of minutes of running. Um, so they talked about her story and a couple of other folks um, who were just trying to, you know, figure out their way back. And they had a psychologist who came on and she was talking about how some of the athletes, um, like they were talking to them about kind of, kind of coming to grips with the fact that they would never be able to get back to what they were or who they were um, like post COVID-19, um, like affecting their body. So um, like that, that, that was a really good episode. Um, they covered that. And there was also uh, this coach in Minneapolis. Uh, he, he was also a police officer. I think he had since retired. But they talked, yeah. of course, about uh, George Floyd and everything that had happened up there. Um, and he kind of talked about how, how hard it was for him and his, um, his, his, uh, like his team. Because like he has a thing where he, he's a black police officer. So he has on one side like people hate him because he's a police officer and the other side of like his, his skin color he said he feels like he's he feels like people think he is uh, be, betraying like who he is as a person um because he became a police officer um he said he has uh family members and friends who he hasn't really talked to in a while because they're upset with him and he did quit the police force um he uh, let's see he quit the police force no he came out he was originally a patrol officer but like coaching the team like he wanted to be close to his students so he became um one of the school officers like working in his kids schools yeah um but like after everything that happened with george floyd they had pulled the funds remember the city pulled the funds so that there were no longer be um police officers in the schools so he lost his job and I think he ended up retiring. I can't remember what it said that he did after that. Um, but there was another coach, like he'd worked with um, some other police officers because he felt like it would be better and to have the his young athletes working like with a set of cops so that maybe they would become more familiar with the police officers and they wouldn't have that fear of the police officers and I guess vice versa. So the police officers wouldn't have the that fear of whatever they feel for um like people they're supposed to be protecting so and I, I felt conflicted watching the story a little bit but it was he told his story and like it's his story so he feels how he feels but it, it's good that yeah. they put it out there yeah that's a good story so Susan's really, gonna have me watching real sports <laughs> yeah I really I really like it and you have what yeah how many seasons to catch 27. up 27 27 seasons, seasons. and Oh my God, when Brian Gumbel came on, like I have had this image of Brian Gumbel in my head from the 90s. And when he came on now, I was like, no. I was like, Brian Gumbel? I was wondering (laughs) the same thing. Like, who is this? I thought Brian Brian Gumbel did this. Who is this guy? Yeah. Oh my God, I totally didn't recognize him. Right. His face stayed the same in my memory, but it's changed now. He looks good. changed a little. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So- 
Yeah. And, you know, at the end of every year in December, they do uh, like a, a summary of the whole year. They talk about yeah. each reporter talks about what some of their favorite stories were to cover uh, some of the favorite people that they met during the year. And so those are really interesting to watch too. So mm -hmm. I guess that would be an easy way to catch up if you wanted to, but you don't, you don't have to though. I mean, maybe just like the last couple of years, you know, mm -hmm. watch the December episodes. Mm. So those are, those are fun to watch, but yeah, I, I really like the show. Um, and the other thing that we watched that was like that, that even had one of the reporters in it mm -hmm. was seven days in hell. No, first tiger. <laughs> first Wait, tiger. tiger. Okay. Yes. Because okay. that was real. First tiger. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Let's ease into these others. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so tiger watching. just came out in January to like movies two one and a half hour episodes quote of um yeah documentary about tiger woods and uh made me really really sad for him you know i had already known about mm -hmm. how much pressure his dad had put on him hearing from one of his really early you know really early on teachers that tiger wanted to play some other sports not necessarily meaning he wanted to give up golf but you know he was a kid and his dad yeah. was like nope golf golf and i know that that's how you become great by being single-mindedly focused but he totally didn't have a childhood. But then we see that one video of him at that party and he looked so joyful. And that mm -hmm. was like the only time ever at that high school party looking absolutely joyful, you know, or like gleeful because yes, he looked really happy when he won uh, early on in his first few um, cups or whatever. I've already forgotten the lingo. Um, but not with the same glee as at that party. Yeah. And even though he made really bad decisions in being with all of those other women, the press, you know, the media really was terrible to him. Mm -hmm. All of those evening um, stand up and talk show you know all those shows I haven't watched in in years but like the Jimmy Fallon show and tonight show whatever I don't know who does what now uh and even when didn't they show a clip of the view all of those shows I just think they were terrible to him um and not just them but the news programs as well so it, it just I can imagine I can barely imagine like the weight of that on him, on his wife, um, uh, all the other women and yeah, his kids just mm -hmm. awful. Yeah. yeah. But you know, that, that focus that you have and the parents pushing them to focus on one sport, you mm -hmm. know, you see that in gymnastics. Mm -hmm. You saw that that was part of Serena's story yep. also. Yeah. So you know, and, and even in that, um, that thing from the January real sports mm -hmm. with the kids doing mm -hmm. their, or was it January, whatever, with the kids sports continuing during the pandemic, mm -hmm. I mean, right, yeah. same kind of thing. 
Yeah. Yep. You know, you have these, they're, you know, making their kids focus on one sport and mm-hmm. getting good at it and getting perfect at it. So, yep. you know, they can go make the big money yep. <laughs> eventually. And yeah, I mean, it was- and, and it's not even necessarily about the money. Um, well, I have a friend who pushes their kids in one sport and I've never heard talk of money. I think it's just to be the best in that sport for as long as they're doing it. And it is a single-minded focus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. extreme discipline in all yeah. areas of their life lives. Yeah. yeah. It does. It does carry over to other mm-hmm. parts of life. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. When, once they're, you know, mature enough to <laughs> be able mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. So, and, and yep. I think we were talking a couple of weeks ago, you know, after his accident, the, mm-hmm. the car accident um you know that would be good to have a follow-up and see yeah you know where yeah. like six months five years mm-hmm. yeah yeah Just- i read a few days ago that they weren't finding skid marks like where he tried to decelerate oh. so they're thinking maybe he passed out yeah, I, I think that they mentioned that initially early on, um, like when they were talking about it, because he, he was just coming off a of surgery then too, right? Let's see. I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but like they thought maybe he had fallen asleep at the wheel or like you said, passed out. Well, I mean, if he was still taking any kind of pain medications, you know, yeah, he could. It's like, well, I, the, I, I take these regularly just to function. I should be mm-hmm. fine to drive with it not necessarily yeah yeah okay so before seven days in hell okay then then why don't we talk about what it what it's based on okay (laughs) okay so it's based on the real um wimbledon championship between Bjorn Borg and John McEnroe. And what year was that? Was that 1980, 79 or 80? I've already forgotten. Because yeah, I watched I think it was this 79. a full week ago. Yeah. I watched this like right after we ended our last podcast. Um, so we watched, it was extra credit, but you know, I jumped on and watched it immediately. The movie <laughs> Borg versus McEnroe on Hulu. And I've forgotten the name of the actor who plays Borg, but it, it's Shia LaBeouf who plays McEnroe. I love this oh. movie so much. What? That's Jon Snow. Oh, that's in Seven Days in Hell. Oh, okay. No, no, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Borg versus McEnroe, the serious one. That's- okay. Yeah, that's more of a, you know, that's a serious, like a biopic, it's a biopic. you know, double yeah. biopic. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. So it goes in, it, it goes into like their separate lives and it shows each one of them growing up. I really love the pace of the movie and the atmosphere of it. Um, and so it shows how long it took for spoiler but from real life, Bjorn Borg finally won the championship at, at Wimbledon. And that was his fifth. And uh, wasn't that 
record setting or fifth in a row. At that point, it was, I thought it was record setting. Like I said, it's been a week, so I've forgotten already because of everything else I've watched since then. And uh, I forget how many match points he lost to, uh, to McEnroe. But when the announcers were just stunned, like with the first one, he lost one. He was coming up on his second. And they said he has never lost a second match point. And boom, he lost it. So you had to start all over again because you have to win by two. Yeah. And so it just kept dragging on and on. And I forget what the final score was for that last game set match whatever i forget what finally won it for me a hundred whatever wasn't it wasn't it something crazy like that all right someone look up the score oh my god i should have looked it up it was ridiculous maybe it wasn't that much then i don't know look it up (laughs) i don't want to so i forget which one i'm uh you know if i'm confusing seven days in hell but the McEnroe. Borg McEnroe one was ridiculous. It, it took a ridiculously long time. So, um, so yeah, I love that movie. And Seven Days in Hell, the ridiculous but fun mockumentary, uh, took its inspiration from the real life Borg and McEnroe Wimbledon first Wimbledon matchup because they matched up again the next year and Borg lost, uh, which was fine. And then he retired at age 26. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Um, maybe. I did not watch the movie. I watched the documentary. I mixed them up. <laughs> There's a cool documentary. <laughs> yes. It's when it, it's on HBO too. Like that's how I got mixed nice. up. It's called um, Borg and Macro Fire and Ice from 2011 oh i have seen that cool so i was like wait a minute there's a movie (laughs) (laughs) you would love the movie it is so good oh my gosh yeah on hulu now i can't swear that that's hulu regular hulu live yeah it's so good are y'all finding a a final score uh it says 18 to 16, but that's, you said a hundred and something, right? No, I don't Damn know. It, that's then not that's right. Clearly seven days in hell. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, the final <laughs> game of the set. Of oh the yeah. Match. The final game. Yeah. Yeah. 18. Yeah. To and you said, like you said, 1980. So how did that take so long? Well, I guess a normal game is what? Six, six to four or six to whatever. Okay, then that makes sense. Okay, sorry. So it was a hundred something in Seven Days in Hell. Well, the, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Seven Days in Hell. It was so even without seeing the the biopic yeah. or the documentary. <laughs> All right, so y'all talked about Seven Days in Hell. Well, because it was so much of you know you had the you had the real sports reporter and the music all the you know since it's another hbo uh production then you had right. all the elements of the hbo production with the music like and the reporters HBO and everything stunt, yeah yeah serena and williams so, made an appearance 
Yes. And after watching those documentaries, the HBO, we watched a couple of HBO documentaries and then that it's like, wait, <laughs> so no wonder people were confused when they first started watching it. Right. Yep. <laughs> I had to know. look up first because I, I was going with it because I, I watched this one before any, anything else. I watched this one uh-huh. first and I was going with it initially. I know I recognize the actor, but I, I, I didn't pick up on it initially. There were so many like real people, <laughs> like real people involved. I was like, okay, so this is for real. But they were like, yeah, he got adopted by Serena's family. I was like, wait a minute, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> and even Ser- even Serena said like reverse blind side <laughs> yes <laughs> that was hilarious and that was the moment I was like let me look this up <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing huh okay. yeah and uh you know I mean why not if you're gonna be a sports family then that's an established oh. sports family you might as well oh, <laughs> so. my, oh my god oh. and um and then kid so that was andy samberg yeah and playing and, the equivalent of john mackerel mm-hmm. and um kit harrington was was the other yeah, yeah. not quite and, the equivalent of bjorn borg of course because and, and Borg is older than McEnroe and, um, and is like smart and controlled. And oh, back up to that real quick. That was something I loved finding out in the Borg versus McEnroe is that Borg used to have a temper just like McEnroe. Oh. And his coach, yeah, taught him how to control it. Um, yeah. And he listened. Yeah. <laughs> yes he did yes he did yeah okay sorry back to uh kit harrington and yeah yeah and he he was the one where it's like oh well he kind of looks familiar who is this and, and then <laughs> yeah and then like oh my god it's him it's john snow <laughs> And wearing, then what's he wearing little shorts and, and uh yeah his mother oh, yeah, was the, mary steenbergen steenbergen virgin virgin we've talked about this before when we talked about elf yeah but that was his mm-hmm. mom okay playing a british woman okay yeah all right and then um, Bergen. and john ham narrating yes <laughs> and was it bill Hader kept showing up as uh one of the commentators wasn't that bill Hader? I, not bill Hader. no was it there was some dude, a comedian I recognized. Yeah, there was, there were, later. you know, the whole SNL yeah. thing. And, and yeah. Fred Armisen later mm-hmm. on. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Fred Armisen, yeah. yeah. But then real sportscasters. And wasn't, and McEnroe, did he, was he? Yes, yes. All too? Yeah. Yes. So. That was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. it, it was, it was just lots of fun. And then, um. And when I was like part way into it and like, how long is this? And it's only, you know, it's about an hour. That's all. Yeah. yeah. So it's I short. guess just like a, an HBO sports documentary. So. Yeah. Very, very crude at times. Yeah. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. but still really funny. Just the whole idea of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Even I laughed a lot. Good. Good. Yeah, and this was the not first that this was not the first time I'd seen it. I watched it when it first came out, however many years ago that was, just a few years. It was uh 2017, I think, was when it came out. Was it 15 or 17? Uh oh, I might be. It's on the spreadsheet. Yep. 15, Flat 2015. Oh? oh yep. okay. Wow, that long ago now. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. And our our final piece of homework. Are we ready to get to that? Sure. All right. It's the beloved Ted Lasso. (laughs) I rewatched it. Mm -hmm. You know, I watched it however many months ago. What, like January, February, February. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't talk about this unless I rewatch it. So I rewatched it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a quick rewatch, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I did the same thing. It, it's um, it is a really fun series, and the the whole fish out of water thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you gotta like him. You're not you're not rooting against him. It's kind of like the like that reporter who uh, you know they yeah Trent whatever of. The Whatever. independent of the independent, yeah. <laughs> he says, Trent "Yeah, Camp you got the independent." Yeah, he, I, I'm rooting for him. Damn it, <laughs> I didn't want yeah. to. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, he's just so genuine and so nice. Mm-hmm. Good at what yeah. he does. Yeah, even though he's being set up to fail. Yeah. So, so sweet and. uh yeah, so many endearing scenes, and I I love just in general how innocent the show is. I mean, even though they cuss, and I mean we don't see sex, but you know they talk about sex. Um, the show's okay for an adult show; it's really wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. It's not like a maudlin feel-good show. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like there's something strangely comforting in it. Like I don't yeah. know if it's him and his big heart and how he treats everyone. But like this show got me through a lot of heavy quarantine times. Mm. <laughs> like it came out at the right time, I feel like. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of people were talking about um, Schitt's Creek as being their go-to. Um, like when things were really bad. But like for mm-hmm. me, it was it was a Ted Lasso. Um, like you guys mm-hmm. said, um, it's really heartwarming. Warming. He's really endearing, and like no matter like what heavy things were going on for him, like finding out that he was being set up to fail by Rebecca, his divorce, and like just being away mm-hmm. from his kid, like he he still like kept that smile on, and it wasn't in a way that's damaging. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like because we're we're told, oh, just to keep push through, keep pushing through it, but it, that didn't damage him. Like he was mm-hmm. able to pull through it and improve himself and like those around him. Like he made mm-hmm. huge changes in that team, even though he didn't know anything about soccer or um like non-American football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even though he's so positive, which like can be really off-putting, and 
I don't like the, I, like you just said, damaging. I think it is really hurtful for people to focus on only positive thinking and yeah. to deny actual emotions and quote, bad emotions. There are no bad emotions. You know, we have to go through them. Right. And he ended up allow, not ended up, but you hear him allowing for that too. You know, he talks about being sad, but we're mm-hmm. all here sad together. None of us has to be sad alone. And then he reminds them about the goldfish and mm-hmm. having the shortest memory. So, you know, so he said, let's all be sad together and then let's go be goldfish. Yeah. And I like that they had him as a character. Like you could, you could have totally had him as a character who we would just think of and been able to make fun of, but we didn't make a fool out of him. Um, One of my favorite, favorite scenes is when he's at the pub with Rebecca and her ex is there. And um, like, they make that bet and he's playing that the dark game. And I'm like, is he hustling him? Is Ted hustling him? And he totally was. Mm-hmm. That's oh. great. Like that. And then, of course, the biscuits every day. Like, yeah, oh. they're super fattening, but I want someone who will make me biscuits every day. Yeah. And not mean anything. Like, not have ulterior right. motives. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because he's a nice guy. Like, genuinely, yeah. earnestly nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was just amazing. Yeah. And Roy Kent. (laughs) He has to stick around. (laughs) Like they have to find a way for him to stick around, even if he can't play anymore. Maybe he'll Mm -hmm. become a coach with them too. I don't know how many coaches they can have, but can't he be like a specialty coach? Uh, Hopefully they figure something out. He's one of the main writers on the show. Like I'd watched. um, Yep. Um, I can't remember. They did some kind of panel like months and months ago, but he was there, and oh, just the most fun. Cool. Like him, he was a boyfriend in Derek. Really? Yeah. I had to look hmm. him up. Yeah, and then yeah, then I saw he's a writer as well. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, and I wonder if they're going to bring Jamie back into the fold too. Like, I enjoy all the rela- relationships, yeah. again. Like, they, you, you do a good job building the relationships on the show and not having them all be romantic. Give it mm-hmm. to me. Definitely. Well, and, yeah, another, another extra credit thing that was also about relationships and everything was sports night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, workplace comedy that, it, it, you know, takes place in a... Uh, like ESPN uh, studio, mm-hmm. <laughs> so where they're producing Sports Night, yeah. <laughs> so the nightly uh, sports news, and you know I watched the the first three episodes of this again, and mm-hmm. it's you know a lot of this is like, wait, they just wrote this? No, this was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know I. I'd never watched it before and I'm halfway through the first season. So of course, first of all, it's Aaron Sorkin. So yeah. of course the writing is amazing. Dialogue is fabulous. Mm. So there was mm-hmm. an episode where a black athlete at, I, it's a fictional college, I believe, Tennessee Southwestern college, something like that refuses to play because the school flies the Confederate flag. And so the school is 
like suspending him from football, which means he's losing a scholarship, which means he gets kicked out of school and six other athletes, including, I think they said like three white athletes walk off with him. Mm-hmm. So that was cool, you know, that others walked off too. So that was very prescient, prescient. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if things like that were already happening then. So if that was reflecting something that it happened at that been. time, and right. one would think. Um, and then there was something that uh, about uh, the athlete who was accused of sexual assault and then assaulted Natalie, the what assistant right. producer. And yeah, yeah. And they were supposed to interview him and then canceled the interview. And then she reported him to the police. And yeah, so they had well, some serious topics early on. Yeah. And they they had some other conversations in the, those first couple episodes. About, um, they were complaining that, you know, reporting about stories like that. And they said, oh, yeah, and the ultimate sports story in a double murder in Brentwood, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, I missed. I, yeah. Actually, I missed hearing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then the, you know, legalizing marijuana. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah. That episode. So, yeah. Yeah. I had missed this show the first time around. Um, oh, yeah. But I'm, this is definitely on my list now. So, thank you. It mm-hmm. has like so many of my favorite actors from a lot of things I've seen before. Right. right. And um, even like, oh yeah, the West Wing people and the yes, people in that, yeah, people, yeah, in, yeah, in other yeah. Aaron Sorkin projects, and then, yep. you know, I mean, and from the from the very first episode, it's like, oh yeah, there's the walking and talking, and you know, mm-hmm. yep, all of that, and it's just constant dialogue through the whole, yeah, you know, yeah, thirty minutes or twenty four minutes or yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> so, Mary from the Leftovers is in it, it, just one so far in a December one. Uh, and of mm-hmm. course she was in the West Wing that came yes. out after this. Yes. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're developing your uh, group of actors there. So yeah. 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 But of course, uh, you know, our leads, you know, Peter Krause and Josh Charles. <laughs> so. yeah. And before yes. this, Josh Charles was known for Dead Poet Society. Okay. Was he yep. big for anything else? Well, well after not this. Before. Right. No, right, before. Right. The good Wife. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. And then after this, Peter Krause went into Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that meant yeah. steadily works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what is good. he doing? What is he doing today? Is Parenthood <laughs> so, still on? Because I know he's been in, you know, yeah. all these. No, uh, he went from Parenthood to I think that to nine one one. Okay. Yeah. Right. I forgot he's in nine one one. Susan, I thought you were joking. <laughs> <laughs> he is married to Angela Bassett's character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he man. gets to be a show. character who's married to Angela Bassett's character. Yes. Wait, yes. is this an animated thing or a no, uh, no. live action? Live action. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. He's big enough that he gets to play <laughs> opposite Angela Bassett. I know, but they fit. I had no idea. You're, you're missing out, Kelly. Christ. You're missing out on the ridiculous and the awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, those are the nice when we you'll you'll look at your phone and you can see we texted each other eighty times. And you're like, wait a minute, what's yeah. going on? A title wave? Oh, I had yeah. fun reading those. You know, I don't. That was ridiculous. That was so ridiculous. Yes. No more ridiculous than the volcano. I think the volcano was more ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll come up with something else. Yeah, I guess so. It's like, well, we've done an earthquake, but you know, and then, and then. Um, there was also wait the the dam broke and that's when the bus ended up on the in the Uh high rise yep it's just weird you see you say these things and you're like what and it it, somehow it works out yeah we're gonna have to do a disaster we can have kelly watch one of the episodes like you don't have to know any of the characters like it's just And you love you know disasters. I love disaster movies. Yeah, I know. Love disaster movies. I know. And this is a yeah. disaster that's all resolved in forty-five minutes. Maybe. <laughs> cool. Well, right. We There's some see, double episodes. <laughs> I think the original Poseidon Adventure is available somewhere. Oh, cool! I'm down. Yeah, love that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should do like seventies disaster flicks. Yeah, it, and it's towering so, inferno. Yeah. Yes so fun to to watch those because you know it's all practical effects that and there's a korean version of that too (gasps) called the tower really we gotta watch it all right we'll have to look for these write this down all right we have to mention the two other extra credit ones battle of the sexes to rent and the replacement on replacements on hulu live Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah, there was just so much stuff. I mean, I watched all of these this week, just <laughs> all of them. And I blew through them at the beginning of the week, except for Ted Lasso, which I just rewatched a couple days ago, and Sports Night, which I just started yesterday and this morning. Yeah. I, I don't know why I love sports movies so much. I just mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy going to hockey games mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't really like football, but I'll watch a football movie. Um, I love basketball and I played in high school, uh, most of high school. And uh, so I appreciate sports, but I don't keep up with them, mm-hmm. you know, but give me a sports movie or documentary and I'm hooked. Yeah, like I grew so up. Battle of the Sexes was uh, yeah, kind of like like a comedic biopic of uh, the Billie Jean King and mm-hmm. Bobby Riggs tennis mm-hmm. match. Yeah, and it also showed the uh, like the founding, like when Billie Jean King and some other women tennis players left whatever that original tennis U.S. tennis organization was. Is it what's still around? 
I didn't recognize the the name. Yeah. And they left because they weren't getting paid as much uh, as the men, not nearly as much. And the women were pointing out how the same number of fans, I thought the same number of fans were showing up to the games. And, uh, or if it wasn't the exact same amount, it wasn't like the one eighth or one twelfth or whatever that they were getting paid. Oh, maybe one twelfth. Yeah. I think the men, uh, were about to get paid $12,000 for the winner compared to 1000 for the women's winner. And it was not one twelfth of the fans showing up. So the, the women walked out and started their own, um, so I really like that. And then the replacements was uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, some Gene Hackman in that. Yeah, I watched yep. that a week ago too. Okay. And this was a strike in uh, football. And so they brought in scabs as replacements. And yeah, so it was fun. So cute little movie. Yeah. Keanu. A good Keanu yeah. one. Yeah. So it would have been good for Keanu week. <laughs> yes, it would have been better than what we watched. Oh my gosh. In some Facebook women's group I'm in, someone just posted, anyone want to watch this with me? It was Destination Wedding. I didn't comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> so for next week... Another documentary. Yay. <laughs> hey, uh, I've seen most of these. Well, yeah, most of these, except for the, the most recent one, the, um, the Up series um, that starts when these kids are seven years old. And uh, it's a documentary series that follows them every seven years to see you know check in on their lives um their lives their personalities see how much they've changed or progressed or anything since um since the last time um they were filmed it's modern. i wonder if it was part of the inspiration for boyhood wasn't Could that filmed been. over seven years Was it seven or maybe or longer? It were, but you know, yeah. But it's same kind of thing, I guess. Except, mm-hmm. yeah, boyhood was uh, maybe boyfriend, boy, boyfriend. Maybe boyhood was ten years. Yeah. It was fictional, but they used the same kid the whole time and kept coming back. Well, the same everybody. over all those years. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. And that that was pretty cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, you have some people who, who drop out of the project at, at certain points. Um, and I think, the, and their, the most recent one was the 63. Mm. And that was just uh, a couple years ago. And I think in 2020, it's finally when the, when the first one of them passed away. So First um, one? Mm-hmm. Wow. First one of the group. No yeah. one else. And how many do they follow? Who cares how many they follow? No one died before then. Like no accidents. No 
just random, no early cancer. Right. right. Well, there's That's been crazy. Yeah, nothing that killed anyone, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Those things have happened, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so this yeah, is in Britain. Interesting. In Britain. And also in my research of trying to find where to watch these, I found that there's a new series that started, um, you know, looking at some seven-year-olds um, a few years ago. So there's another group of filmmakers who mm. are going to do this with another group of kids. <laughs> so, cool. yeah. Right. And you can um, get a trial of, you know, seven day trial of BritBox and watch all of them or um, 7up, the original one. It Oh, this is the, no, this is not the original one. This is the one from 2000. So mm-hmm. there might be a couple of these new ones too. <laughs> the new 7up is on Tubi. Okay. And for the original series, only one of the films, 56 Up, is on Canopy. But the whole series is on um, Breadbox. Okay. Cool. So that's where to watch it. And yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I guess we can uh, mm-hmm. discuss it by, you know, person by person. Yeah. <laughs> so. So until next week, everybody, geek on.